ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hassan, back with another episode here in The Truth. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we are continuing our way through our 30 Teams in 30 Days series, episode number 11. If you guys missed the first 10 episodes, I highly recommend you go check those out at some point. We've gone over the NL Central and the AL Central, and today we're venturing over to start the NL East Division with the Washington Nationals. It's basically a team preview, getting you guys ready for the upcoming MLB season individually as each team. We'll be talking about the team as a whole and maybe some players to watch out for as well as some acquisitions and losses in the offseason. We'll first start out with our team MVP, predict on where they'll stand in the division, a big-name acquisition and a big-name loss, an ad or loss or other ads or losses that we failed to mention, Big bust on the team, a breakout player, and a minor league player to watch out for. Without further ado, let's go ahead and start with our team MVP. Who is your team MVP for the Washington Nationals this season? My team MVP is their young star, C.J. Abrams. He was one of the MLB-ready players that was in the Juan Soto trade. Uh, Abrams, their shortstop, a uh, great lefty bat. I believe he can build in some, into some more power, uh, especially with him getting uh, every day at bats in with the Padres, he wasn't getting every day at bats. He was kind of moving up and down. When he got cold, they didn't really believe in him. They sent him down to the minors, and they would bring him up because he was hitting really good in the minors. And then you kind of cool up a little bit. I think he's arguably one of the most talented players on the team, offensively and defensively. And I have him as my team MVP. I agree with that. You know, I really wanted to go ahead and go with a guy like Steven Strasburg, but he's not even supposed to be playing this season. He set another in, uh, setback in his injury path. And I think on paper, if you have a fully healthy Washington Nationals team, he is your guy, but he's played in like, what, four starts or four games the last three seasons. Doesn't even look like he's going to be playing at least to start this season. But I think I read a report that he's not even going to probably play this season. So that's unfortunate for him and the Washington Nationals. I think CJ Abrams is a great guy for their team MVP. Granted, this team was 55 and 107 last year, so they were the worst team in baseball. Not really many options to choose from. But in that deal with Juan Soto, they were able to grab CJ Abrams, which was basically a very huge acquisition for them as far as their real rebuilding phase, because everybody knows they're just a complete rebuild mode. Started his career last year at the Padres. Now he's with the Nationals. I think this guy provides tremendous outputs. Not going to necessarily hit for power. At least he hasn't showed the power early on in his career, but he's going to be able to knock runs in and bat for a good average bat on top of the lineup. And, you know, maybe as these uh, Nationals continue to progress moving forward, um, especially with a lot of young guys they have coming up, this is going to be a perfect opportunity for them to continue to grow. What about your prediction on where they'll stand in the division? I mean, like you mentioned last year, I believe they finished last in the MLB, like you said. Uh, I haven't lost in the division. I don't think they've taken enough steps or they're going to have the young guys uh, do a whole lot to really push and pass that, especially with the top three teams in this division and then the Marlins. It's going to be hard for them to compete at that level, and I haven't been for now. Yeah, I mean, fifth's obvious. I'm, I can very confidently say fifth, 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 fifth. It's not necessarily the fact that they're bad and that they had the worst record in baseball last season. It's the fact that they're in a division with the Braves, the Mets, even the Phillies, who just made the World Series last year. And then the Marlins. You know, the Marlins are still a better team than the Nationals. And the Marlins, some may say, can maybe make a run and be one of those surprise teams this season. But it's obvious the Washington Nationals are in full rebuild mode. They don't care about winning whatsoever. And uh, they're going to finish dead last in the division once again. It almost feels like, too, they, they could be in the similar spot of maybe 55 to even 60 wins. I don't really expect them to get – I expect them to have over 100 losses again. The biggest thing is, are they going to be able to 
know some games, maybe play spoiler for some of the teams in the division. That's going to be curious to take a look at, but Washington is far from contending for a World Series, really far from it, actually, even though they just won it not too long ago, it seems like. Um, a big-name acquisition and a big-name loss in the offseason. Uh, the two big names, I know one of them you're going to mention if I don't, uh, is Jammer Camuario and Dominic Smith are two big ads, uh, third baseman and a first baseman. Um, but my big one is Dominic Smith. He was a, te- a top prospect uh, with the Mets, and he just hasn't performed like how he was. In 2021, he hit 244 at the 304 on base, 11 home runs. He didn't really do something anything special. And then last year, he only played in 58 games and hit 140. 149. He improved his walk to strikeout uh, a little bit, but he only he didn't have any home runs. He had triple, ten doubles. Again, nothing special. But if he's able to put together and get at bats, daily at bats, like in 2019, uh, was his third year. He hit 282 with a 355 on base, 11 home runs, ten doubles. Or in 2020, he kind of broke out. He played 50 of the 60 games. He had 316 to 377 on base, uh, 14 walks to 45 strikeouts, 42 RBIs, 10 home runs, a triple, 21 doubles. He had 32 extra base hits in 50 games. If he can come to like even half that and just get daily at bats, I could see him being a staple at, at first base for them. I'm going to go ahead and go with Corey Dickerson as my big ad. Now, Corey Dickerson is 33 years old, coming over from St. Louis going into this season. Corey Dickerson's a guy that's batted for averages an entire career. You know, during the prime of his career when he played for the Rays, he was batting, you know, 27, 24 home runs. Even the Rockies, he had 24 home runs in a year. That's probably a big thanks to Coors Field. But all in all, he's not going to blow you by power, not going to drive in a lot of runs too, but he's going to be a consistent um, bat kind of guy like C.J. Abrams who's going to hit for a lot of average. You know, Dickerson's been around the 270, 300 range of batting average at times, about a 300 in 2018 with the Pirates. So he is a very versatile threat there. And then a lot of younger guys, too, in the outfield, like Victor Robles, for example, being able to benefit from his play in the outfield as well uh, as up to bat is going to be huge. So it's a veteran move. Obviously, he's not there to help them win a World Series. He's helped them. He's there to help them, you know, continue to improve these younger guys and, and overall maybe compete for a certain extent. But he is going to be a guy that's going to hit for average. And I'm excited to see um, how he's going to play there. And then a loss, and I got to go with my boy Boomstick. Uh, Nelson Cruz now on the San Diego Padres. Although he didn't light up the stat sheet last year as expected with Washington, he was one of their only bright spots. It's really sad to say. Um, you know, overall in his career, when he first started with Minnesota, had 41 dongs. Years before, 37, 39, 43, 44, 40. I mean, this guy was hitting bombs like it was there was no tomorrow. And on top of that, he was hitting really high for average, too. But he's obviously declined. Now with the uh, universe of DH, he's able to just play DH for the San Diego Padres. But I do think it was a big loss um, as far as having somewhat of a chance to compete, um, especially with a lot of these guys like C.J. Abrams and even Corey Dickerson. Maybe even Victor Robles, too, that can get on base and, and for the boomstick to boom them home. But... He uh, he won't be with the Nationals anymore, so that's a little bit sad. He's a big. I'm a big fan of him, but we'll see what he's able to do with San, uh, Slam Diego. Are there any other ads or losses you wanted to mention? Another ad is Trevor Williams. Yeah, uh, he's not. He hasn't been the best pitcher. He was kind of a spot start guy for the Mets last year, and when he came over in 2021, last time he was a full, really a full starter with a good amount of starts with 31. 
was back in 2018 with the Pirates, where he had a 311 ERA. He was 14 and 10, which you really can't control that. But 170 and two thirds innings. Ever since then, his innings have kind of gone down. I believe there were some injuries here and there, but then kind of lost some confidence, it felt like, when he went to Chicago and then when he was dealt to the Mets. Um, he's entering his age 31 season this year. Uh, and I could see him, if he comes back to a full starter, he may not be that 311 guy, ERA, but I can see him in like the three sixes, be a decent star, maybe someone they could – they can dealt for more prospects. Um, I think Trevor Williams is going to be potentially their ace, which is kind of weird to say. <laughs> and another guy they lost was Luke Voigt, the 2020 uh, Mickey Mouse, you like you like to say, home run leader. Uh, he was part of that trade also with Soto. It's kind of weird because it's supposed to be Hosmer, but Hosmer vetoed it because there's no trade clause. So then Luke Voigt got the short end of the stick and was dealt to Nationals. Or, sorry, dealt – yeah, he was dealt to the Nationals. Um, and oh no, sorry, Luke Voigt was is now a Brewer. When did that happen? Yeah, I don't, I didn't know he was a Brewer until I thought he was still there. I thought he may have been. I nope. thought he was going to come back. Never mind. I guess he's a Brewer. That is on me. No, it's totally fine. It's understandable. That whole thing, the whole situation was extremely weird because you mentioned the Hosmer situation where. Hosmer was supposed to be the guy dealt, and everyone thought it was Hosmer. And then Hosmer was like, nah, I don't want to go there. I want to go to Boston. Well, and that, I'm not saying he necessarily wanted to go to Boston. But he got, he got flipped to Boston, and then Luke Boyd just handed the ticket. Here you go. Hosmer didn't want to go, so now it's your turn to go. And now it's just been a complete mess with Luke Boyd. But you mentioned the impact that he had there in that Mickey Mouse season. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Luke Boyd's uh, cycle. And this all happened in like a year, year and a half, and now he finds his – his fight his way out of Milwaukee there. Um, for me, I had Trevor Williams as an ad as well. Trevor Williams, he's an interesting guy. You know, he can start, he can also relief, but I think more than anything, he's a guy, I kind of thought it was funny when you said he could potentially be their ace, but it's really true. I mean, who else do they really got? Um, not so many big names there, especially as pitchers are concerned. It's kind of like a career revamp potentially for him. He appeared in 30 games last year for the Mets at a 3.21 ERA. I'd like to see them him get back to starting some games, especially in Washington. But uh, you mentioned touch base briefly too. How long is he going to be on Washington? Is he going to be a guy that, especially has a good season in the bullpen or as a starter, that a team pushing for a World Series might want to go ahead and grab it and see if there's going to be potential there. But that was my only other ad. Like I said, Washington's really not contending for anything. So uh, we'll see uh, what they're going to be able to do moving forward there. What about your bust? I mean, it's one of the worst contracts on their team. Uh, Patrick Corbin. Yeah, I believe he's being paid like a top 15 pitcher in the league, even though he was 6-19 and 19 with a 6-3-1 ERA, a negative 2.5 war, a 1.6 whip. He surprisingly had 152 and two-thirds innings, 31 starts. I mean, I guess I'm not surprised about the starts because who else are the Nationals going to really throw? But it's just crazy. He's going to be potentially even worse with the pitch clock. With Potentially, I've heard they, they're using juiced baseballs, that and they're kind of covering it up because of the pitch clock. There's no more shift. I don't know. Patrick Corbin gives up a lot of hard hit balls. There could be 
potential he could be even worse. He may lose 20-plus games, which I don't remember the last time a player's ever lost 20 games in a single season. On top of the 20 games in a single season, potentially, it's the contract he has. I believe he's getting – I mean, you said top 15. I think it was like $23 million last year. For him to go 6-19, a 1.6 whip, 6.31 ERA. You mentioned it's surprising all the innings he's thrown, but then again, I mean, the Nationals aren't contending for anything. They're literally not. They're not contending for anything. So if you're in the front office and you're paying him all this money, you might as well just go out there and, and he's actually helping you out because he's losing games for you to uh, maybe get better position in the draft or whatnot or sign up for prospects. So I think it's obvious that Patrick Corbin's the bust. Besides the 2019 campaign where he had 33 starts at a 3.25 ERA, I believe that he signed the contract either the year after the year after that, but at 4.66 in 2020, 5.82 in 2021, and a 6.31 ERA. I don't really think it can get much worse, but then again, I don't really know. He went 6-19 and 19 last year, and honestly, I loved looking at Patrick Corbin's starts and just seeing if he'd be, ever be able to improve, and it just wasn't the case. So definitely a failed experiment. Michael Down is one of the worst contracts, especially for a starting pitcher in MLB history. I don't think it's going to be a good season for him whatsoever. But it might be a good thing for them, blessing in disguise, because I don't necessarily know how much the Nationals want to win. And then a breakout player. Breakout player is a guy who was in that same trade with Juan Soto. It seems like I'm going to be talking about all those guys, because they got a really good haul for him. Unfortunately, they didn't lose Juan Soto, but it's Mackenzie Gore. Uh, he played – or he had 16 – Games, 13 were started, 70 innings, 72 strikeouts. His whip was a little high at 1-4, almost a 1-5, a 4-5 ERA. Um, hopefully he doesn't turn like turn out like Patrick Corbin any type of way because he was a top uh, prospect. He was the third overall pick in 2017 out of high school. He's absolutely nasty. He comes from his weird arm slot. He's kind of changed his mechanics a little bit since the injury. Uh, but I can see Mackenzie Gore – uh, winning the rookie of the year if his t- if he doesn't if he hasn't already passed the eligibility he has wide out or he has amazing stuff he's dominated the minors for the most part and he's gonna get a lot of innings especially if he's healthy. I'm gonna go ahead and go with Victor Robles now he might have been a guy that's already technically broken out under the scene especially after his 2019 season but. Since that 2019 season, he really hasn't made much noise. I don't know how old he was when he made his debut, but he had to be really young because he's 25 years old now. Um, He made his debut in 2017. Last couple of years, I mentioned he had a little bit of a better season compared to 2021 and 2020 last year and 2022. But obviously, you know, he has some threats hitting the ball. He had 17 home runs, 65 RBIs, 2019, 255 batting average. He has the potential to do that. He just hasn't. But I think on top of that, it's his stolen base ability to steal bags and put his team in a better position to score. On top of that, his defensive play, the way he's been able to play center field and have success with that, has really provided him with a lot of opportunity to have success. I mentioned he hasn't technically, he might have already technically broken out, but at least to my standards, I think this is going to be another upcoming year. It's really hard to think that he's 25 years old right now and he's got a lot of potential in him left. He is going to be one of those guys that's going to be around, I think, Washington for his career, or at least the majority of his career. And I think that the Washington Nationals are really trying to build around Victor Robles and uh, his successes throughout, I guess, his uh, early stage of his career. And then your minor league player to look out for. Minor league player to look out for is James Wood. Again, another prospect from the Padres from the Juan Soto trade. James Wood's already only 20 years old. He's an outfielder, left-handed bat. He was drafted in the second round by the Padres, uh, 62nd overall. 
Uh, last year, over the entire season, he hit 313 with a 420 on base in 76 games. He had 70 runs, uh, 62 strikeouts, 12 or sorry, 62 RBIs, 12 home runs, one triple, 27 doubles. Uh, he had 75 strikeouts, but he also had 50 walks, which is very, very good, especially for a younger player. It's kind of uh, like some Juan Soto numbers right there. Not a huge amount of strikeouts, but huge a lot of walks. And he also had 20 stolen bases. He's probably not going to make his debut this year. There's a chance next year. I know how aggressive the Nationals have been calling up young prospects. They also have Robert Hassel and Elijah Green, two other younger prospects, which I could see being their outfield for the future. Three really great bats, two lefty, one righty. But I believe James Wood is their best prospect to look out for right now. F those guys. I got Johnny McHenry as the minor league player to look out for. Johnny McHenry is the minor league player to look out for. Take a look at the numbers he had at Saracosa Community College last year. 409 batting average, had nine dongs, 49 RBIs, was a tremendous fielder, fielded at 929, all around a superstar. Johnny McHenry is the guy that the Washington Nationals need if they want to win a World Series. If they don't want to win a World Series, they're better off just sending Johnny McHenry to San Diego, whoever they want to send there, because Johnny McHenry is going to be the reason that the Washington Nationals win a World Series in five, ten years. Pair him alongside Victor Robles? Oof. That's one scary team. Maybe put him alongside, move him to second base, have C.J. Abrams at short. This Washington Nationals team is a very scary team to look out for if Johnny McHenry is called up this season. He's not going to get called up this season, but I just want to put that out there. So Johnny McHenry, I never chime in on these minor league player segments, but I had to throw my boy a shout-out. He's going to be the future of the Washington Nationals organization. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Truth. I hope you guys did enjoy it. If you guys did, make sure you follow The Truth on Twitter at The Truth as one to stay up to date with the latest information regarding The Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information and value you do not want to miss. As always, thank you guys for listening. Joined by AJ Ponciano, we will be going over the NL East, continuing after this one in the next future show, so I hope you guys are looking forward to that. As always, take care and good night. Peace.